Hello, I'm Dr. Jesse L. Grice, founder and uh, senior pastor of Truvine Baptist Church. It's my heart as we welcome you. I welcome you, and I praise God uh, that you will get something from it and bless your life. And in Jesus' name, we love you. Amen. Another blessing in the house of the Lord. What a blessing. Thank you, all guys. Thank you, guys, for doing a great job. Amen. We just give God all the praise for his presence right here, right now in our presence and we give God all the praise in Jesus name pray with me if you will our father and our God we have another blessing today you bless us oh God to be of the right mind you bless us Lord to come and have a heart to come and worship we bless you for our seniors we bless you dear God those that are online with us and we give you all the praise for those who are with us in person Holy Father, those that are around the world that are with us, and we thank you for all that you've done, all that you're going to do, and all that you're doing right now. Bless now, God, this your servant. Think with my mind and speak with my mouth that which you want to say to these thy people and bless them in Jesus' name. And Father, thank you. May someone come to know you today as Savior. May that one that does know you will come and say, I'll be a part of this ministry. Bless them even now, Father, I pray in Jesus' name. And all said, amen and amen. Amen. As we get started, won't hold you long, but we are going to first um, get right to it. And if you have your Bibles or your electronic device uh, and you have your Bible program on it, turn to the Old Testament book of Jeremiah Chapter 29, verses 10 through 14. Jeremiah 29, verses 10 through 14. As you have turned to Jeremiah, I want you to hold it, hold it there for just a moment. And while you're standing, it won't take long. I want to share this before I get started. We have a mission statement and we have a vision statement. And I want you to know what it is. Every 28 days, according to Nehemiah, I want to let the church know that we're still doing what God would have us to do. Our mission statement declares extending God's love without limits, impacting each generation to know and love Christ. Our vision for this body of Christ, the Bible also declares if there's no vision, the people perish. But I pray that we will not perish because God has given us a vision for this body of Christ. Our vision is to build with God's help a 20,000 multiracial congregation along with a family life center and a K-12 Christian school that morphs into a Bible college to teach and train future champions of the gospel of Jesus Christ and for his glory. Pray for the vision. Pray, O oh God, that will bless us in Christ's name. So now that you have Jeremiah 29, 10 through 14, the prophet wrote, this is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my gracious promise to bring you back to this place. 
For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me. And I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. You may take your seat. We will speak this morning from the topic, God has a plan for your life. God has a plan for your life. Too often we get our own plan and then we blame God because it don't, act, don't come out right. But God has a plan for your life. Too often we don't think about that too much, but he does have a plan. Yeah, I believe his plan is also within COVID-19 and the Delta variant. You may say, oh, I don't know about that, Rev. Well, I do, because God, nothing passes by him at all. He knows everything. Now, is a resurgence of the COVID-19, including the Delta virus, that has set us back. But you see, today, with a smaller group of worshipers, God still reigns. Because of the virus, whatever plans we have had are now in jeopardy. Our thoughts of enjoying them is quickly evaporating. But again, because of the virus, many of us have experienced some ups and some downs. But through it all, from my perspective, God has been good to us. Let me ask you, what are your plans for the future? or with or without the impact of the virus? Have you considered including God in your plan? I'm reminded of what the proverbial writer penned about the plans of man and the counsel of God. He writes in Proverbs 19 and 21, many plans are in a man's heart, but the counsel of the Lord will stand. Regardless of what your plans are, I want you to remember that God has a plan for your life. And from our text, we note that the Lord God of heaven and earth exiled his people to a foreign land. It was his determined punishment for their sinful and unrepentant behavior toward him. Because of his love, because of his compassion, because of his patience, God set the period of their punishment for 70 years. Why? He had a plan for his people, and he's got a plan for us. In the text, God outlines his plan for his people, not just the Jewish people at that time, but for all people, even this day. And from the very beginning, he had a plan in mind, not only for them, but for all mankind. But it's unfortunate that all mankind is not listening to the Lord. All mankind is going their own way. 
But the Bible declares that, the, that there's death to those that, that don't follow the Lord. But nevertheless, whether you are saved now or not, God has a plan for your life. Whether you are churched or unchurched, for whether you are from the streets or you're on the run, God has a plan for your life. If you attend worship but not committed, or if you are committed to Christ but find the going difficult, he has a plan for your life. Three things I just want to speak to you about briefly, and they are, he has a plan to prosper you. He has a plan to give you hope. He has a plan for your future. Many people today don't really know what their future is going to be. They have no idea because they're not with God. And some are with God, but still living as though they're in the world. Therefore, they have no plan. Some of you may be going on and said, I hope my bad days don't outweigh my good days. I want you to trust that and say, God, forgive me because I want to know what your plan is for me. And we can give him glory, honor, and praise. Dear friend, God's people, the Israelites, had sinned grossly against him. They were engrossed in idolatry. Some of us are engrossed in idolatry. It may not be the same false gods that the Israelites served, but there are some even today. It's called money, and it's called power, it's called prestige, and it's called position. But we're all guilty. So if we're guilty, we ought to go to God and humble ourselves before the mighty hand of the Lord and seek for forgiveness. They were engrossed in idolatry, serving false gods and refusing to serve the true God. Unfortunately, so many people today refuse to serve God. They think that it's a host or they got some other kind of thing in their mind. But I'm here to tell you that God is real. God is awesome. God is sitting on the throne now. He has not abdicated his throne. He's still God whether you like it or not. He's still God whether you want him to or not. He's still God and you can't unseat him. He's a great God and he got a plan for your life. You see, the Israelites' judgment, it was for 70 years of captivity into Babylon. I can only imagine that uh, you got these people going to a foreign land and they, they, they don't have a song in their heart. They don't have a music instrument to play the songs of Zion. And so they're gone with their head down, shoulders humped over, and they're into darkness they can't seem to understand. But God said, you got to go. But he could have took them all out. He could have killed them all. He could have killed us. But I'm so glad he had mercy. I'm so glad he's got grace. I'm so glad that he gave us a U-turn. Somebody ought to make a U-turn today and give God some praise. Dear friends, after the 70 years, he would cause them to be set free from their captivity and return to him. However, as the exiles landed in Babylon... There stood by them diviners of optimism. These were known as liars and false prophets of God. There are some today that we have them too. I don't know if they're diviners or optimism. There's no optimism in darkness. There's no optimism in lying. 
There's no optimism in false gods. People will tell you that God is dead, but I'm here to tell you today that he's alive. How do you know that he's alive? He lives in me, and I know he does. He woke me up early this morning, started me on my way. He enclosed me in my right mind, chose my step that I can walk toward this place, gave me a vision to come and serve him, told me to preach the word of God without compromise and I'm here to tell you that he's got a plan if you're not in his plan you must be in somebody else's plan but I would advise you to get in God's plan why because he loves you can I get a witness these false prophets these false teachers whom God had not sent was trying to persuade the Israelites that the prophet Jeremiah was a liar and their time spent in Babylon would not would be short, and not uh, and not be long. And soon they'll come home. You see, people are telling folk that stuff today in different ways. Don't worry about it, because you see, before you go, that means when you die, just tell God all about it, and He's going to work it out. Some people don't get that chance. Some people may get killed in an accident. Some people may get killed by drive-by shooting. Some folk can be in their bed, as we've already seen, and somebody drive by and they get shot. you in your own house, in your own bed, in your own room, and you die. Now, what plan do you have? He has a plan, he says, to prosper them. How can God have a plan to prosper them? How can he have a plan to prosper us? He's God. That's how. He says in 11, for I know, this is God speaking, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. And he said, I know the plan, and it is to prosper you. Often we think of prospering, we think of money and possessions. Well, that's just partly true, but there's more to it than that. Divine prospering can mean other things, such as having favor with God and men having the peace of God which passes all understanding, having a desire to worship and praise him. Dear friends, some people today, though they claim that they know the God of heaven that we know, they're not worshiping him. Ain't nothing wrong with them. They're not sick. They got the remote on. Some of them out there trying to cut the grass. Don't that noise go right? They want to go shopping. I'm not saying those things are bad. Let's be first. Keep first thing first. The Bible declares worship him. The Bible declares come and praise him. Why? Look at all the things that he's done. Whatever you've gone through, you've gone through it. It sounds like the Old Testament that I, 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 I'm going to be before you. And, and, and I'm in, in the shadow of darkness. But God will deliver I don't know about you, but I know about me that he delivered me, that he came when it was most dark. He came when I couldn't see, I couldn't understand. He came and he blessed me. He didn't just come and look at me, he came. Israel was going through a storm and, and lasted, that lasted 70 years. And within that 70 years of exiles in Babylon, they experienced plenty of moments of despair. Desperate longings for home. Sometimes we can go on a vacation for a week or two and you get desperate and lonely to go back home. Think about 70 years without being at home. There was suffering discouragement and dark isolation. 
But verse 10 shines the bright light of God's promise on their circumstances. For thus says the Lord, after 70 years are completed at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you and cause you to return to this place. Cause them to return home. God would keep his word with Israel. His love and forgiveness was his exit strategy to bring them out of their God-ordained or exile and bring back into fellowship with him. God's plan for us is similar. Many of you have slipped away from the Lord. Many of you would say that God doesn't answer my prayer. I wonder where God is. Well, God is right where he's always been. And he's still there. It is us, it is you that has left God, slipped sliding away. I'm here to tell you that God is still there. And I can only imagine that he's wondering when are you going to make a U-turn? When are you going to turn around? When are you going to realize that your plan is no plan? Really, when you begin to think about how good God is, I much rather put my plans in the hands of the Lord than put my, my plan in the hands of anybody else. God is the one that work it out. Wherever you are on life's journey and whatever has occurred to place you in that situation, take heart. Our God has a plan. And God says his plan is to prosper you. To prosper is to bring you back to himself and to reestablish you for his glory. And as for you who has been self-exiled from him because of your sin, the promise is also to you. God wants to reconcile you through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. He wants to deliver you. He wants to prosper you. Today, many of you are held captive. You're not held captive in a physical Babylon. You're not held captive by some physical restraint, such as a constraint behind prison walls, but held captive by your sin and worldliness, by ungodly decision-making and bad relationships. It seems as though all hope is lost. But I want you to hear what the old songwriter said. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. Can I get a witness? But there, my friends, is good news. God has a plan. He has a plan to give you hope. I don't know about how many people today are suffering from the lack of hope. They got all the things that they thought they needed, but they don't have any hope. They got all the material things that they wanted, but they don't have any hope. They're living behind walls and they got the alarms on and they're afraid to come out, but they don't have any hope. But I want you to know today that God is hope. He is the one that'll work it all out. And all you have to do is turn your life over to him and he'll fix it for you in the name of Jesus. For he says this, for I know the thoughts that I I think toward you. Think about that. God says the, says the Lord thoughts of peace. He's not thinking of anything else but a peace. There will be no peace until God is in your life. We got peace that passes all understanding. He's talking about that peace. He's really talking about the prince of peace. My savior, the Lord Jesus. My friends, the Lord says he got thoughts of peace, not of evil. Even though he may be righteous to do so, but he doesn't have that. But he wants to give you and me a future and a hope. My friends, if you don't have any hope, you don't have a future. You only have a presence and it's fading fast. 
We're often thrown into delusion and frustration trying to figure God out. God says through the prophet Isaiah, my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither my ways your ways. Nevertheless, our God, our God is a wonderful God. Nevertheless, our God is always right there. And he loves us no matter what. He has a future and a hope for us. The Lord has a plan for your future as well. Think about your future, not living on this earth, but your future after the earth. Think about your future when Satan, when, when death takes over. Some of you are going to be prepared to go, and some of you will not. But you can get prepared today. You can ask God to work it out. And we'll talk about that too. God is just waiting for you to respond. God has a plan for your future. Now that you know that there is a possibility of a hope for a future, you can trust the Lord to deliver you as you call upon him in faith. Listen to what the word says. God says this in verse 12. Then you will call upon me. That's prayer. You know, when we get down so low and you only can look up, then look up and be in the call on his name. The Bible declares that God says, call me. That means pray and I'll answer you and show you great and mighty things that you do not know. Somebody ought to call him today when you're in your situation whatever it might be. God, I don't understand. I don't know what's happening and I'm confused and I don't know what to do. Call on the Lord. Call on him in truth. If you have to go in the bathroom and close the door, cut all the lights out, go and call on him. He said, then you'll call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. Listen at his invitation. He said, I'll listen to you when you call upon me. You may be a sinner and not know God, but I'm here to tell you, if you call on him and say, Lord, I need you, I'm here to tell you that he'll listen to you. I'm here to tell you that he'll be right there. You was, then he said, you'll seek me. You'll search for me diligently. That's his promise. And find me when you seek me with all your heart. Oftentimes, people say they're seeking God, but it's only about a couple of minutes and then they're back to normal. Business as usual. They'll never find him. But when trouble comes and begin to weigh you down, when situations show up and you can't find your way, when it all seems dark and you need the light, call on him. I'm not talking about the CPS. I'm talking about the light in your life is dark. I'm talking about you have no understanding. Everything is just a ball of confusion. And then you can begin to call him. Then you can begin to seek him. And you will find him. You'll find him waiting for you. He says, I will be found by you. That's God's guarantee. I will be found by you. He promises to answer your every prayer, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from your captivity. Why are you captive today? Where are you bound today? God wants to free you and make sure that you have life everlasting. I will gather you from all the nations, he tells his people, and places where I banish you declares the Lord, and will bring you back to the place from which I carry you into exile. Finally, he says, the promises of God in verse 14 to his people is also to us a present-day reality. Sometimes we think about it in the Old Testament. Well, that's in the Old Testament. 
You can't get rid of the Old Testament. It's there to lead us because God is in it. The promise that he made in 14 came to life in 1947. The nation Israel was firmly planted in their own land, fulfilling the prophecy that Jeremiah spoke of in verse 14. Through your trials, through your troubles, and your dark circumstances, God has not forgotten you. You may be going through some things that your neighbors don't know. You may be going through some things that your church family don't know. But that's all right. I know someone who knows what you're going through. His name is Jesus. And all you got to do is call him. All you got to do is call him and seek him in truth. And God will show up. His plan to give you a future and a hope remains true. His promise lies in the only, only begotten son, the Lord Jesus Christ. If your future is bleak and your circumstances dark and are too much to handle, turn it over to Jesus and he'll work it out. He has a plan to prosper you. He has a plan to bring you hope. He has a plan for your future. If you desire a right relationship with the Lord God of heaven, why not come right now and trust him for your plan for your future? In Jesus' name. Thank you so much for your attendance and your support of the podcast. We do hope to see you again or hear you again or even talk to me again. And we love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you.